Greetings and welcome to America in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I am Dan McCaleb, executive editor of the Center Square Newswire service. Joining me today is Casey Harper, the Center Square's Washington, D.C. bureau chief. How are things, Casey? Things are good, Dan. It's an honor to be on here. As always, I just want you to know that you're my favorite boss. You know, you're my favorite direct reporter. I don't know how to take that, uh, Casey. Maybe I'm being too easy on you. Is that possible? Oh, no. It's more just like uh, Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk about that later, Casey. We are recording this on Friday, September 22nd. Casey, for the second presidency in a row, Congress is launching impeachment proceedings into a sitting president. Of course, President Donald Trump went through, uh, former President Donald Trump went through a couple and in fact was impeached twice, only to be uh, acquitted in the Senate. Um, The Republican-led House Oversight Committee announced it is launching its first uh, impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, and the first hearing is scheduled for next week, September 28th. Bring our listeners up to speed on what's going on here. Yeah, that's right. House Oversight is is, uh, um, taking the lead on this hearing. Um, Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican Speaker, announced this impeachment inquiry earlier this month to a lot of controversy, but he, he said, Hey guys, Hey, this is not an impeachment. This is an impeachment inquiry. All right. We're finding facts here, Dan. We're not making a ruling. We got to find the facts. And so that's the tact that, um, Republican leadership is taking on this now from Biden's side, this, uh, Hunter Biden stuff, which, which is what this hearing is all about. This impeachment inquiry is all about, right. Um, is the, the never-ending thorn in his side, where he's continually answering about this. This impeachment inquiry could very, very easily go well into the next election year. And it really uh, provides a little bit of political smokescreen and cover for former President Donald Trump, who's facing his own legal charges. Because I think in the, in the American mind, it's like, well, Biden's being impeached over his son. Trump's being charged for the election. They're both just have their legal woes, and it's kind of a wash which is the last thing that Democrats want Trump to be on the verge of jail, a crook and Biden to be just kind of a nice, like moderate um, president. But this, this impeachment inquiry and really the mounting evidence has been a never ending thorn in Biden administration's side. And so this inquiry will, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of tack they take on, in this hearing, how they're leading it out, how they're messaging it, because so much of this is going to be messaging because a lot of the mainstream and liberal media has said Republicans don't have any evidence on this. We've talked about this. Republicans have no evidence and this is totally political. And so they've, they've got to make the case for on the Republican side. They have to make the case to show that there is evidence and grounds for this. And this isn't just a political witch hunt. And so, you know, we'll see if they're successful in that. We've talked a little bit about the evidence they do have on this podcast. I mean, over 150 uh, suspicious activity reports for the, from the treasury um, department over, a lot of the transactions that were made. Um, We know from bank records that were released uh, by the House Oversight Committee that there is about 20 shell companies um, that receive about $20 million in payments from several overseas entities and and even in adversarial nations, uh, places like China. And so so we, we, we know that that money came into the Biden family and the Biden associates. So um, there's other things about where uh, also the, this question of if President Biden knew about it and if he was involved. Devin Archer, a longtime business associate of Hunter Biden, the president's son, um, testifies that the president, or at the two at the time was Vice President Joe Biden, would call and do these speakerphone calls. I think he said about twenty times he did these calls, um, and with Biden, Hunter Biden's associates were kind of in the room, and it was a speakerphone situation, potentially adding credibility. Um, 
and a sense that the then vice president was in on it with Hunter Biden, whether that was intentional or not. I guess the impeachment inquiry might get to the bottom of that. And then another piece of evidence that that leads into some news this week is that um, two IRS whistleblowers have testified that the Department of Justice slow walked the investigation into um, Hunter Biden. It intentionally was trying to let the statute of limitations run out on certain crimes or alleged crimes. Um, The IRS whistleblowers testified that that U.S. Attorney General or a a U.S. um, high ranking lawyer at the Department of Justice blocked basically blocked them from getting to do a search of the president's home and certain interviews with the president. Um, and so, and then, and they also testified basically that their language they used was an abuse of power at the DOJ um, to interfere on behalf of Hunter Biden, the president's son. So that was really a bombshell story that came out over the summer. It is further ratcheted up criticism of the department of justice, which has been under heavy fire for this and other things. And so attorney general uh, Merrick Garland testified before Congress this week and had to had to answer for for a lot of these um, alleged missteps at the Department of Justice. You covered that story, um, Casey. I mean, did, how how did uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland do? Was he credible? What did Republicans, um, uh, House Republicans, um, respond to Garland's testimony? Your observations? Yeah, sure. I mean, Merrick Garland is an interesting guy because he's really soft spoken. He oftentimes just acted absolutely taken aback and incredulous that he would even be asked some of these questions, you know? And so I think it it was kind of interesting, almost disconnect between how so many conservatives and Republicans view the department of justice and seeing the attorney general being shocked that someone would even ask this when it's basically become a common talking point on the right, that the DOJ is, you know, corrupt and goes after conservatives and didn't prosecute, you know, they didn't, they're not prosecuting, um, uh, for instance, Biden over his classified documents, but they're prosecuting Trump over his. Right. So there's so many you know, things like that. The social working with social media companies to censor conservative viewpoints um, on the vaccine and the election and other things. And so there's, there's a lot of evidence. So for Mark Garland, just was like, how could you even say that, you know, we would target Catholics or do different things that he was asked about at the hearing? Um, I, it was interesting when it came to more specifics about. The Trump decision, uh, he really was just deflecting a lot. He wouldn't give specifics. He was deferring to the prosecutor in charge um, of that specifically. And so I think he just didn't want to touch that. He didn't want to get involved. He didn't want to create, um, you know, any new things for lawmakers to grab on. And so I think from a political, maybe PR standpoint on his end, he was successful in doing that and kind of just navigating, towing this line. But I don't think he was successful in putting any of these concerns to bed. Right. I mean, he did it. I don't think he really convinced any American people or in these lawmakers that the DOJ hasn't been been biased in the past. If they already thought that, I don't think this testimony really swayed them. Right. And of course, this impeachment uh, inquiry, Casey, is going on as President Joe Biden seeks reelection, going to be in front of voters uh, uh, next year the, in November 2024 is the is the next presidential election on the other side of the aisle, former President Trump also running for um, re-election by far, uh, the GOP frontrunner heading into primary season. Trump faces his own significant legal challenges and in fact has been indicted in four separate cases. It sets up an unprecedented crazy primary and presidential election season. Give you the last word, Casey, before we have to uh, uh, shut down. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We're stepping into unprecedented territory. 
Um, two, both presidential leading candidates under some kind of investigation um, heading into a crazy election year. You know what that means, Dan? Is people are going to have to stay in touch at thecentersquare.com and on this podcast every single week. That's right. America good. in Focus. Uh, you can listen to it at americastalking.com or all of your favorite podcast sites. But we are out of time. Listeners can keep up with what's certainly going to be a developing story and more at thecentersquare.com. For Casey Harper, I'm Dan McHale. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening.